God states very clearly that faith without works is dead. You have people inside the Senate. You have people that are supposed to be on your side. Make the decision to live and die on your turn. You are not wrong. They have lied to us about everything. The border, the elections. I remember America and the American gun owner are the only things standing in the way of the Great Reset. Who's got the teaching aid? We are fighting a war against principalities. We are fighting a war against evil. I pray that we get to look into the eyes of every single child in this country proudly, that those children can look back and be proud of us, knowing that yes. we fought for them. Men, I don't talk with empty words. Those teaching aids, those are called balls. Gentlemen, I've given you back your balls. You only got one? Improvise. God's given us a chance to make it right. He's created a remnant for a reason. You are the remnant. I want you to know we're winning. God is with us. And in the end, we know how this ends. Good evening, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. We are your hosts this evening. My name is Apollo. And I'm Jake Frejo. Yeah, so we've had, a, we've had an interesting day. Um, if any of you have watched, there were over six hours uh, of testimony today, this hearing, uh, after the rash of mass shootings, uh, the violence that we have seen across our country, the establishment has wasted no time declaring war once again on the American people. And this time, uh, they're not really pulling any punches. The media psyop that we are seeing, uh, and, I, and I don't say psyop in that some of this testimony is not genuine because there's a lot of heartbreaking, uh, you know, testimony and you, you can't ignore that. However, as usual, they are not actually addressing the problem. They are not addressing the real causes of violence in this country. They're not addressing the interests of the American people. They are addressing their agenda, which is to disarm the American people. There is no reason that they would do such a thing or that they would want to, especially in all the calls to support Ukraine uh, and those fighting a supposed revolution against the evil communist Russia, that they should wish to disarm us. In fact, a few personalities that, uh, you know, we, we know to be very friendly towards freedoms and the values articulated in the Constitution, they have said as such. And I will show you a little bit of that. Yeah, I, I watched a good portion of it. I wasn't expecting it to go on for six hours, but then again, this is their hill to, you know, really make a stand on. And it you know it's unfortunate you mentioned the people the the witnesses they brought um for testimony if if they could realize if the witnesses could realize that they're being used as uh, political pawns um that their loss doesn't really matter to the people that are trying to capitalize upon that loss it's it's unfortunate you know you you look at you look at fathers and mothers and, and, and people that were standing by as this happened and they're trying to use it for their own political gain uh, as, as we move forward through this year and, and the, the establishment's entire push to uh, restructure the United States, destroy the Constitution and destroy the United States. So it's, it's really a frightening combination, but never... Never, never doubt a, a leftist or a Democrat to try to capitalize upon a tragedy. Actually, never doubt even a politician in general, even the ones on the on the right, the rhinos. So, I can't say I'm surprised by all of this. 
No, certainly not. Um, and But again, this is just routine operation. This is a day as usual. They will capitalize and, uh, and hype up any tragedy that they can, frame it in the way that they wish you to see it, that they want reality to be, and they will use it shamelessly without remorse uh, while they blame us for being the bad guys, while they blame us for doing the same thing. Uh, it's beyond despicable, but these are the times that we're living in. We are at war, and we've said that before. So uh, let's jump right into it. Uh, I'm going to start with the beginning of the hearing, and I want you to pay attention to the language that uh, Chairman Chairwoman Maloney uses to capitalize this. There's not really... Uh, <laughs> they don't hesitate to frame this. Once again, uh, we are the uh, the evil white people. The, the gun owners are the menace to society, and this is about you know race. This is about sacrificing our children. The same exact rhetoric they used during the COVID pandemic, and still continue to do so. Uh, so we'll start off with the beginning of the hearing. Begin the live stream. The committee will come to order. Without objection, the chair is authorized to declare recess of the committee at any time. I now recognize myself for an opening statement. Today, we will examine the destruction and heartbreak that gun violence is causing across our country. I want to express my deep gratitude to each of our witnesses for being here today. I am particularly grateful to our witnesses who will be discussing the loss of their loved ones and their personal experiences from recent mass shootings in Uvalde, Texas, and Buffalo, New York. Despite their pain, these witnesses express their strong desire <coughs> to share their stories with this committee and the public. I know that I speak for every member of this committee when I say that we are inspired by your bravery. For a parent, there is no greater pain than the loss of a child. But across the country, senseless gun violence is claiming the lives of our children and loved ones in places where they should be safe. Our schools, our supermarkets, even our churches and our synagogues. Gun violence is the leading cause of death for children in our country. As a society, we are failing our children and we are failing each other. This out of control gun violence is a uniquely American tragedy. As you can see in this chart, in 2019, the United States suffered 17 times more gun deaths than the next highest G7 country. We stand alone in mass shootings. Other countries pass sensible gun safety laws and protect their children. I'm going to stop right there because I can't stand listening to her. And I was going to, I was putting together a bunch of stuff where I could actually compare uh, violence rates. Yes, crime has gone up in the United States in the last few years. I wonder why that's been. These are the same people who say, talk about failing our children. You know, you know how else we may have failed our, failed our children? How about shutting down schools and masking them, destroying the mental health of our children, robbing them from any social contact? Do you think that might have had anything to do with it? Do you yeah. think... Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Absolutely. It's, you know, the, the irony of this woman is she sits there on her ivory throne 
and lectures the people on on what has happened. Meanwhile, she's you know protected herself by men twenty four seven that have automatic weapons. But at some point in that entire testimony or grandstanding display of uh, political virtue signaling, uh, she has an assistant bring her well, wearing a mask, right? You know, because that's still a thing now is to wear a mask. She has an assistant bring her a cushion to sit on. And that cushion, there's, I was like watching it as I'm doing other things. And I'm like, what is, what is, what is the, the writing that's on the cushion? And ironically enough, the brand of the cushion was Comfy Life. And that's the great irony of the people that are looking to rain down tyranny on all of us right now. And this really is the last stand, uh, is that she summons a servant wearing a mask while she's not because follow the science, trust the science. And she, um, in the middle of all this, decides that she needs to have a comfy life cushion brought for her. Because that's what these politicians have spent 30, 40 years of their life doing, is enjoying the comfy life at our expense. And now as that reality starts to unravel, or the truth starts to come out as to how, how they screwed us as a whole, she says, servant, slave that is lesser than me with the, mask, with the mask on, please come forth and bring me my comfy seat. Well, honestly, I don't think you're that far off. Um, oh, it's the entire establishment at this point. It's the entire, it's the entire uh, dynamic and hierarchy of our uh, ruling elitist class. And they're desperately flailing, you know, capitalizing upon the loss and suffering of these witnesses uh, to <laughs> dial in and, and, and execute this agenda to disarm the American people for what is coming. And this is really, I mean, we're really diving into a lot of stuff on this episode, but they're, I mean, they're, they're making sure their impo uh, insurance policies are in place because they know that the magic trick has been exposed. They know that for, I mean, I, I won't even look beyond this year, that their, their, their bluff has been called and they must do everything in their power, even if it means dancing on the graves of dead children that could have easily been prevented, but we're too busy sending billions to a foreign country and opening our borders and encouraging everything to fall apart around us at our expense, that now they, they need to go, oh, the peasants are revolting. Let them eat cake, but take away their guns right now. Do it now. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't think you're on at all. Um, so let's, uh, let's keep going through this. And for those of you uh, who do live here in Colorado, as we are, uh, you'll remember that there was a mass shooting in Boulder uh, in uh, last year. And, uh, again, that shooter was not obeying the law. He was not allowed oh, to obey the King Supers guy, King right? Supers, yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes. The guy who was uh, declared mentally unfit to stand trial. But specifically targeted it. Why? Because, because King Supers you has can't a have policy guns. of it's a gun-free zone. The city of Boulder, yeah. that, that county, as well as uh, the establishment itself. But, again, guns are the problem. So Boulder just... Uh, has advanced some new legislation just today, I believe. Well, gun control is in focus on the front range tonight. City leaders in Boulder, Superior and Lafayette and Louisville all considering new gun ordinances. We start with Boulder, where the city council tonight passed several ordinances, including a ban on the sale of possession of assault weapons, a ban on magazines containing more than 10 rounds and raising the age to purchase a gun 
to 21. Denver 7's Rob Harris listening in to tonight's meeting and joins us live with the newsroom. Rob? Yeah, so every single Boulder City Council member voted tonight to adopt these new gun control measures. We are some of the uh, key things that were adopted. A ban on both the sale and possession of assault weapons, a limit on magazines of 10 rounds or fewer, a minimum age of 21 years or older to possess firearms. We mentioned those, but there are more. A ban on carrying a gun at, dem at demonstrations and polling locations or any business with a Hold on real quick. So again, they're banning your ability, a law-abiding citizen, to carry a gun in locations, right? Polling locations, what else did they say? Any, gov any government property. Well, any, get any government, any but uh, there were other public park, ones. Any public land. Yeah, I okay, mean, so you everything. cannot carry a gun. Again, you cannot carry a gun because that stopped the mass shooters, right? Right. Criminals follow laws. That's why they're criminals. Yeah. Good. Yeah. 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 Let's science. go back to it. Follow science. You mentioned those, but there are more. A ban on carrying a gun at, dem at demonstrations and polling locations or any business with a liquor license. A ban on ghost guns, which are assembled from kits or 3D printers and don't have serial numbers. A requirement that gun shops post signs describing the danger of guns in both English and Spanish in a 10-day waiting period after a background check to buy a gun. The public comment and testimony lasted for almost two hours at the meeting. The vast majority of comments were in support of these gun control measures. Most of the people who have spoken in favor talked about the impact that last year's mass shooting at the Table Mesa King Supers in Boulder had on them personally. Before the King Super shooting, I did not realize just how devastating gun violence would be for a community as a whole. As an educator and parent, I went to ensure that we were doing all we can to prevent all gun violence. Prohibiting firearms in sensitive places fosters safer spaces and also recognizes the continued trauma that survivors of gun violence deal with when repeatedly exposed to the open carry of firearms. Our federal government may be immobilized, but you, our local officials, have the authority to take meaningful action. Now, while by far most of the public comments tonight were in support of these proposals, we did hear from opposition. Ahead of the meeting, the Colorado Shooting Association said the city is mounting a full-scale assault against the Second Amendment, and they encouraged people to sign up to speak at the meeting against these measures. Two minutes, the meeting spoke out in opposition, saying the proposals are divisive and arguing that they'll make Boulder less safe. It will be a big mistake to start restricting legal citizens' rights to defend themselves. Far more lives are saved each year by guns than taken by guns. Everything you, everything you guys are voting on tonight is just virtue signaling. In case you guys forgot, criminals don't obey laws. Now, it wasn't just Boulder residents who spoke out at the meeting tonight. Congressman Joe Nagoose also sent a video address supporting the passage of these proposals. So, welcome everyone. The attack on Americans has accelerated and it has begun. The push to ban our ability to defend ourselves, to resist tyranny, which is what it was for. It's not about self-defense. It's about resisting the government. A government that shut down our society, a government that maxed our children, that robbed you of your ability to do business, s told you you could not worship, and wanted to forcibly remove you from society. That's too specific. They robbed everything. They didn't you know, rob this, they, they robbed everything. And now that chicken is coming home to roost. Yeah, so and I want to so read this real quick yeah, from Tim Young. Great tweet. Uh, please forgive me for not wanting to negotiate my gun ownership with people who just a few months ago wanted to wanted me eliminated from society because I didn't want a forced medical treatment. Well said. Yeah, and how's well that? Said. How's that working out now? Apparently, uh, it's 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 becoming pretty pretty mainstream now that there's a, a condition going around, and that condition is called uh, SADS. 
uh, SADS being sudden adult death syndrome, right? You know, some kind of uh, generic explanation that a 30-year-old in, in peak physical condition just died, right? Um, so, you know, it seems logical to me. Amen. So uh, before we go on any further, I'm going to remind everyone that this podcast is sponsored by Air Medcare Network, and we're going to let Joe tell you about it. So we have sponsors that have been with us for a long time. This one has definitely been here a long time. This is Air Medcare Network. Today's podcast, again, sponsored by Air Medcare Network. If you live in a rural area that's hard to reach by road, if you travel a lot, if you even drive a lot, even if you don't drive a lot, this is good fire insurance. If you like to hike or spend time outdoors, you want to make sure your family's protected in a medical emergency if you ever need to be air medically transported with air med care network you're covered for as little as 85 dollars a year your whole household will be covered in case you ever need to be air medically transported uh, simply visit airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily and use promo code daily and you'll receive up to a 50 excuse me up to a 50 dollar visa gift card when you sign up today now they also have an amazon card but we don't do business with amazon here on this show so please do not sign up for this and get the 50 dollar amazon gift card uh, because that is feeding the beast and we don't feed the beast so get that $50 um, gift card and sign up. You can go up to, I think the five-year membership is like 300 bucks or something. But uh, so it's even less. So it's $85 a year for your whole family. And then as you go up, it, it, it actually reduces. So Air Medicare Network. Again, that's airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily. Um, great, great service. Uh, we know those guys personally. So um, go check them out. Um, so Boulder has announced this. I want to go back uh, in time a little bit to, since they're calling for common sense, uh, common sense measures, legislation, right? Just common sense in order to reduce the gun crime in this country. Uh, after Biden's address last week, uh, Ted Cruz uh, spoke on Fox News, and I want to go back to what he said. Here with reaction, Texas Senator Ted Cruz is with us. Senator, I want to uh, I want to read to you something. This is a conclusion of the Department of Justice on the effectiveness of the assault assault weapons ban. Should it be renewed, the ban's effect effects on gun violence are likely to be small at best, and perhaps too small for reliable measurement. If we can put that on the screen, when you couple that with Joe Biden saying that we should repeal the liability of gun manufacturers, but yet on the other hand, he's saying, I'm not trying to take your guns away. Uh, I would say he's trying to take our guns away. Well, look, what you put on the screen is the conclusion of the Department of Justice. For 10 years, uh, we had in place a ban on so-called assault weapons, and according to the Department of Justice, it did not have a meaningful effect on violent crime. The, the Democrats know this. You know, I got to say, I was listening to your monologue, and, and I usually agree with you, Sean. There's one thing you said tonight that I disagree with. You, you said that Biden promised to unify America, and he lied. I got to say, he has unified America. Just about everybody agrees he's doing a terrible job. Just about everybody Amen. agrees this is a train wreck. And, and you know what's frustrating about it, Sean? Is he's not willing to change. He, he's not willing to change course. This speech tonight... Once again, he chose to double down on hard left divisive politics. You know, when it comes to violent crime, listen, I was at Uvalde last week, the day after the shooting. I was there with, with the local officials and with law enforcement and, 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 with, and with family members. What happened in Texas is horrific. And anyone with, with, with any heartbeat is horrified 
that 19 little boys and girls were murdered, that two teachers were murdered. And what does Joe Biden and the Democrats do? They don't come back and say, let's unite behind law enforcement to stop criminals, to keep our kids safe. No, they immediately demagogue and say the solution is to take away your weapons. The solution is to disarm law-abiding citizens. And I got to say, you replayed a snippet of Biden's speech where he said, it is unconscionable that Republicans won't allow a debate. Well, you know what? Joe Biden in 2013, he was president of the Senate. He was vice president of the United States. When the Democrats filibustered my legislation, that would have directed the Department of Justice to prosecute violent criminals who try to illegally buy guns, that would have directed the Department of Justice to audit federal convictions to make sure the in the background check system. That could have stopped the horrific shooting in Sutherland Springs, Texas, the church shooting, because the Obama Air Force never reported that shooter's conviction to the database, but also part of my legislation, the Grassley-Cruz legislation, was $300 million for school safety, which could have perhaps prevented this horrific crime in Uvalde. And Joe Biden and the Democrats filibustered that legislation. 52 senators voted for it. Nine Democrats voted for it. We had bipartisan agreement. And the Democrats cynically said, if we can't disarm law-abiding citizens, we, the Democrats, are not willing to do anything to secure schools. Just this... These are just talking. Example. <clears throat> these are just talking points. You know, we're we're, we're way beyond the the narrative uh, of, you know, guns are bad. You know, get rid of them. Criminals will stop being criminals. Criminals will go. Oh, look, they're laws now. We should start following them. <clears throat> there's much. <clears throat> there's a much greater uh, play afoot right now, and that is uh, the the entire system is on the cusp of collapsing. Now, uh, one of the uh, things mentioned in the, the hearing was violent crime rates, right? That, you know, get rid of guns and violent crime rates will uh, be minimized. So Paul B3 is an eerie correlation between states that have enacted gun control legislation. 2020 saw unprecedented murder spike in major U.S. cities. I'm going to go down the list. Seattle, <coughs> Democrat, New Orleans, Democrat, Atlanta, Chicago, Boston, Portland, Houston, New York, San Francisco, fantastic city. Los Angeles, also another fantastic city. Washington, D.C., best city in the country. Las Vegas. <laughs> uh, but uh, interestingly enough, the, the, the rate of which uh, violent crime murder, murder spike, m- most of it done by uh, firearm crime, not AR-15s, but pistols and uh, smaller weapons, uh, we're, we're talking about uh, the average is a 40% increase in a year. Uh, so uh, Seattle, 74% increase. New Orleans, 61%. Uh, the wonderful city of Portland, 51.5%. New York, 40%. So what, uh, you know, Paula, what, what do all of these wonderful cities have in common, yet they're experiencing this uncontrollable spike in, in murder? I mean, you know, given New well, it's York... Easy. Democrat leadership and gun laws. Right. Uh, but, you know, given, you know, cities like New York, you, uh, you have more things at your disposal, like, uh, I don't know, say, uh, hurling a random pedestrian in front of the L train during rush hour. Hmm. Um, you know, stuff like that. But outside of that, the average is, is uh, committed via some kind of weapon, but they're illegal in all of the states. In fact, New York, New York City, you have to present and register 
pepper spray purchases, if it's, I mean, you're you're restricted to 1.5 ounces, which if you're dealing with some crackhead lunatic jacked up on meth on the, the subway, it doesn't really matter 1.5 ounces. It's not going to do anything. It's just actually probably going to you know, piss him off a little bit more. And then he's going to continue to hurl you in front of a, a, a train. So it's, it's, it's obviously based on the statistics, you know, government numbers. This is from Forbes, from Statista. You know, the, these are numbers that clearly, clearly the recipe is working as it is. So let's, let's just double down on it. And, you know, the, the, the wonderful new mayor of New York City, Eric Adams, who is, is probably worse than de Blasio, because at least de Blasio ever knew what he was. Adams just, you know, masquerades around, you know, something is this new alternative, which is, is, is a complete load of garbage. Adams was actually at the hearing today saying that the, the solution to this is federal assistance and a federal partnership to gun control. So it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when this all comes down the pipeline. And I really think it's going to be in the dead of night. I, I, I think by, you know, for a variety of reasons of, of, of situations that are unfolding in this country, they're going to bring it forth in the dead of night, execute it, and, and, and Americans are going to go, oh, wow. <laughs> We're Australia now. Oh, wow, we're Canada now. Look how well that has played out for them. And then then comes the real fun. Again, I've, I've been saying this for over a year now, that this is just the appetizer. There's much more to come. And this is, this is the big bump in the road that they need to smooth out and get out of their way before they can really bring down the hammer and really bring down what they want to force upon the American people. No, absolutely. And, you know, everyone, you should be... In- I'm not saying be hopeless, but we're in big trouble. I want you, what we saw in COVID, that is not going away. This is far from over. We have seen like the first half of the trailer to what we have, what they have in store for us. So when Joe talks about the doctrine of the lesser magistrate, I think he's right on point. And I know that getting in the gap sounds like you know just a just a you know a, a, a saying, but we need to do that more than ever. And I know we haven't seen revolution like this in our country in, in our lifetimes, but it is coming. That is where we are at. This is the American Revolution in 2022. Well, it's with nothing a, short of that. It's with a French tinge to it. You know, Marie Antoinette sat in her ivory throne and said, let them eat cake. Oh, the peasants are revolting. The peasants are starving. We're right there. So it's this hybrid, <laughs> hybrid unrest that is coming, that is a combination of the American Revolution, uh, American citizens aiming to maintain their freedoms and liberties, and then the situation that catalyzed the French Revolution, uh, in, it really didn't end that well for Marie Antoinette and Louis Thirteenth, but they did put up a decent amount of resistance until that point in uh, history, and they then kind of lost their heads. And so that, you know, again, this is all grandstanding. This isn't a matter of, oh, okay, you know, now we're going to, you know, bring down the hammer and, 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 and change something that has remained unchanged until now. This is their break-in-case of emergency move, and they have to get it done, and they will get it done. So, I mean, I've... I've I've diverted my uh, spending habits from uh, precious metals and food reserves to actually ammunition and, 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 and firearms because I, I'm convinced, uh, not even convinced, I'm sure that in the next few months, they're going to ram it home. Again, we're talking about a fraudulent administration. Nothing matters. Nothing applies. No laws apply. Nothing holds them to legal account 
because they're not even there legally. No, so this is a total double standard. And actually, we have some stuff on that, too. Because, again, they want to make this all about us. They want to make it our problem. While they do not follow the same rules. So, um, I don't know if I want to play that. Um, this is more grandstanding. We're going to, we'll go, actually, because you mentioned New York, let's go to uh, Buffalo. Day was about how this shooting in Buffalo happened. It was about the ideology that motivated the suspect. And who else was responsible here? Though he pulled the trigger, others loaded the gun. Testifying in front of the Senate Judiciary Committee, Garnell Whitfield told members of Congress to call it like it is. The shooting at Tops on Jefferson Avenue was white supremacy, fueled by a culture of hate and rhetoric. I ask every one of you to imagine the faces of your mothers as you look at mine and ask yourself, is there nothing that we can do? Is there nothing that you personally are willing to do to stop the cancer of white supremacy? Because if there is nothing, then respectfully, senators, you should yield your positions of authority and influence to others that are willing to lead on this issue. At 86, Whitfield's mother, Ruth, was the oldest victim. So I'm not going to play any more of that. But again, we're back to white supremacy. We're right, back to evil, <laughs> to evil, uh, evil white people and evil gun owners who don't want to give up the Constitution. Divide, 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 then conquer. And that is the final stage that we're on now. We won't go back and, and you know, hold the automobile industry uh, accountable and, and, you know, do a class action lawsuit against, say, General Motors or Ford for the deranged lunatic that ran down a bunch of senior citizens at a, I believe it was a Christmas parade in Waukesha. Uh, so, you know, yeah, all, all of, and, and then the, uh, the guy that shot up a hospital, African-American, again, none of the race aspects uh, matter in this because at the end of the day, they're going to strip it away from every single American. And the real scary push here is that they're coming from a nationalization or nationalizing angle to it that these states, and I, I'm, I'm fairly certain that most of these states under the current environment are going to jump on board because it's not even a matter of this race versus that race. It's the establishment realizing that this is their final opportunity to disarm the public. And if you can't disarm those that are already armed, make it so you can send them away for eternity into the uh, you know the the prison system because we've just written off everything that has been afforded to us is now making you a criminal right like new york when they passed the safe act in 2013 after the newtown shooting they came out and uh, if something overnight you had 45 or 90 days to register your illegal weapons what was the legislation of the safe act made all of these weapons illegal. So you had a, a, a time frame to register your weapons with the uh, state uh, troopers. You'd go to the barracks, provide them information, you know, all of your personal details, register your weapons, and then move forward in that they know where it is, they know what you have, they know what it is. And if you didn't, by the time that time uh, window of time expired, you became a felon. And it was something in the six figures, hundreds of thousands of New Yorkers became felons overnight. And so I'd say... What we're witnessing unfold now is a, a derivative of the reality that is coming our way. And I, I don't know if you want to shift now, but they've destroyed everything. 
They're coming for the people in every which way possible to make sure when that the peasants are revolting moment takes place, that the peasants are as least equipped as possible. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, you mentioned again, disarming the citizens. So we'll look to another celebrity, you know, because follow the stars. That's what they want us to do, right? Crazy thought. This is from George Takei on Twitter. Crazy thought, but those 20 million AR-15s now in this country could sure arm a lot of Ukrainians. This is like the most self-defeating argument I've ever seen in my life. Ban assault weapons replies, democracy matters. Ban assault weapons and the military can buy them. They can certainly afford it. Yes, isn't that, the isn't irony, that fantastic? <laughs> the irony of that statement is that, uh, here, hand over your weapons in the instance of a tyrannical power, which is how the left labels Russia. Uh, a tyr- tyrannical power has invaded a country or is uh, oppressing a people so hand over your weapons so because that could never happen here you know you know we've witnessed covid and, and everything over the past two and a half years uh, but uh, again tyranny could never exist on our soil so uh, let down your guard yeah hand we, over we should give up the second amendment because we have not witnessed right now in the last 12 months in the last six months in the last two years since the patriot act since september 11 we have not witnessed any examples of our government trying to restrain our rights or doing things that might put us in jeopardy of, uh, you know, of their whims. Like, look, if they have these FEMA camps, these green zones since COVID, they've been passing these bills. We we looked at all the wonderful, you know, uh, internment camps in Australia, what Canada had going on, all of Europe. And and the only thing that kept uh, Americans somewhat free up until now is that reality. I mean, the Japanese did not invade the American homeland because the leading general said behind every blade of grass is a gun. So when they did Pearl Harbor, they were entirely opposed to invading the American homeland for that reason. That is a direct historical quote from the leading uh, military figure uh, leading up to Pearl Harbor. And so now we're looking at everything unfold the way it's going in this country and it's it's the it's the one obstacle that they have to get rid of and why well think about our our economy what have they done just in the last 12 months they have or they're very close to making the ability to travel completely unaffordable or impossible because of now as we we talked about in the last couple of days they're now out of gas everywhere we know what's coming oh, with no the debt fluid, the, we, the, I, the the cost of everything no, so no. They, our ability to travel our ability to procure if they push any of this or afford guns and ammunition the ability to defend ourselves the ability to feed ourselves what's happening on now with the food shortages and the prices of food so we now they've salted our fields effectively through finance they've robbed us of our ability to travel and you know presumably feed and power our own homes to you know have energy and now they're coming after our guns you want to destroy uh, an oppositional army that's that's how you do it. That's it. Transportation, food, weaponry, supplies. That's all this is. And we'll go back to this real quick because, you know, we love Ukraine. Uh, crazy thought. Americans should have the same right to and ability to protect themselves that Ukrainians do. And uh, great reply. The era 15 is not a weapon of war because it's not. This is all a lie. And before we go any further, I'm going to go real quick to one message from one of our sponsors. Uh, tired of feeling like someone's always watching on the internet, maybe advertisers know a little too much about you, IP Vanish is a solution for you. You can use IP Vanish on your, your computer, tablets, phones, you can use it on multiple devices at the same time without sacrificing speed. Um, they're 
for you, and, and here's the thing, it, it, it blocks advertisers, hackers, um, your ISP, third parties from getting access to information to you, uh, blocks people from getting access to your passwords. All the data is encrypted. And for our listeners, you can get 70% off their yearly plan for listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. It's like getting nine months for free. It's super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button. A disclaimer, if you are using things, True Social, you have to turn off the VPN. If you are using things like uh, vMix and then the Tesla apps or mm-hmm. she, uh, Chevy apps or things like that. So there are some things that does need a dedicated IP um, and it recognizes that. So just keep that in mind. So go to IPVanish.com slash daily, use promo code daily and save your 70% off. All right. So going back into it, I'm going to show you a few clips from this hearing. And I frankly don't want to show you these just because it's all garbage and it's all grandstanding, it's all rhetoric and it's all a lie. This is the same kind of uh, emotional manipulation and division that they used during the George Floyd riots, the summer of love uh, in 2020 that led up into the further impending uh, and tyrannical COVID restrictions and lockdowns for our own safety, right? They wanna take guns for our own safety. They wanna shut down our society for our own safety. They wanna mask our kids for our own safety. Right, because they do such a good job. So uh, Matthew McConaughey, another star that we're supposed to follow, an actor, an actor, he's very good at acting. Yes. So he has a very emotional uh, twenty minutes. We're not going to play twenty minutes, obviously, uh, but there's a few things that he said that are fascinating to me. So here's how he started: <sighs> to make the loss of these lives matter my uh, uh wife and i uh my wife and i camilla we spent most of last week on the ground with the families in uvalde texas we shared stories tears and memories the uh the common thread independent of the anger and the confusion and the sadness it, it was the same how can these families continue to honor these deaths by keeping the dreams of these children and teachers alive. Again, how can the loss of these lives matter? So while we honor and acknowledge the victims, we, we need to recognize that this time, it seems that something is different. There is a sense that perhaps there's a viable path forward. Responsible parties in this debate seem to at least be committed to sitting down and having a real conversation about a new and improved path forward. New and improved path forward, like the new normal, like the new COVID America 2022, the new pass, uh, vaccine passports they want to roll out, the $5 gas prices that are probably going to jump to six or seven in the next few weeks. Well, one is that, the, is that the, the improved way forward that they're talking about? One, I like how he has to go back to his Hollywood style and do, you know, one of his uh, cliched intros, the, you know, typical Matthew McConaughey behavior. But uh, it's funny, all of these people, you know, in this impassioned uh, delivery of, you know, suffering and, and pain, they're all reading from a script and they can't every five seconds down. Okay, what am I to say next? And, and you know, I... I I, I say enough on the the rhetoric from the gun control argument, and 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 let's get into why they need it. No, we're going to play a few more. And play a few more. Okay. Yeah. Um, and again, I don't. It's not because you need to hear what they say because it's valuable. It's because you need to hear what they say because th- this is how they're setting up what they have in store for us. This is the same playbook. It's not unfamiliar for people who've been paying attention. 
But this is the rhetoric that they're using. This is the narrative they're putting forward. And this is all in line with the DHS bulletins classifying Americans as terrorists. They, they, they have press conferences like this, and they get all the celebrities and all these officials to talk about the, about, about the dead children and how we need to take away the Second Amendment. Do you, see press, uh, do you see press like this, all these people coming together to talk about common sense after our elections have been stolen, after countless reports have shown 100% there has been fraud? Yes, the, the machines were connected to the Internet. Yes, the results of the election were affected. Yes, Americans' votes were stolen. Yes, 2,000 mules showed that there were thousands of people trafficking ballots. Oh, and, they, I, and, they were, and they were paid. I, I've said that... To pull the ripcord. World War Four is right about to start. And I'm talking about international conflict when it comes to uh, everything that has transcended uh, World War Three, And people are going to go, wait, hold on a second, there was World War Two, and then World War Four. Where was World War Three? Well, wake up. You've been living in the middle of it. World War Three is well along its way and nearing the point that World War Four starts. And I, I was having this conversation with a, a friend today that World War Four is going to be the physical, violent, loss-of-life confrontation that is going to occur on a, an, a global scale amongst countries that have finally realized that World War Three is almost over. Yeah, we're oh, we're right in the middle of it, everyone. Be be not disillusioned, or, or be not uh, deluded. My apologies. Um, so let's play Jackson. some more ridiculousness. Born. Yes, you're from Uvalde. That's great. So you're an authority. My mom taught kindergarten less than a mile from Rob Elementary. This is what matters. Uvalde is where I learned to master a, a, a Daisy BB gun. Took, that took two years before I graduated to a 410 shotgun. Uvalde is where I was taught to revere the power and the capability of the tool that we call a gun. Uvalde is where I learned responsible gun ownership. Hmm. Okay, so he's talking about responsible gun ownership. That's nice. Now, he called it a tool. Right there, he said it's a tool. Because remember, guns don't shoot people by themselves. They don't get up and walk around and decide that uh you know like my my era 15 does not get up and say i'm going to commit a mass shooting today but uh it's the it's the gun fault right someone who was in that room for today's tearful and gut-wrenching testimony i just wonder was there a moment that you sensed a breakthrough of any sort in those who've been fighting against changes to gun laws possibly i think that when the the parents of Lexi Rubio spoke, it was about um, as emotional a moment as you're ever going to find on Capitol Hill. And you could just hear a pin drop at that moment. And I think that uh, they did open up some hearts at that time to considering, you know, what happens when we let uh, guns kind of uh, kind of run amok and, and, and yeah the guns run amok right not the psychopaths who don't follow laws and want to kill our children and want to kill people right it's the the guns that run amok right oh absolutely and uh just to show you again the absolute evil of the left not only did they uh bring in all these politicians these these people who who speak their well-fashioned talking points uh again they they brought a children a child they they had a child 
uh, record something, which looks scripted. Uh, just as the, you know, they capitalized on the youth of Greta Thunberg, they used a child from the, uh, from the shooting in Uvalde, because they're good people. We'll now play the video from Mia. So they can take a young child and they will sit there and ask her questions, lead her through an interview. And if you listen to any more of that, they ask her, how do you feel? What do you, what do you think? Do you feel like it'll happen again? The same, the same nonsense, a little bit less scripted than Greta Thunberg. But they will, they will manipulate a child like that who's gone through unbelievable trauma. This is what the left, this is what the left does. And again, we'll talk real quickly about, about a double standard. You mentioned that, right, Jake? They, they don't have to follow their own rules, right? So uh, there's someone else that I think uh, has a double standard. Let's, uh, let's hear real quickly what AOC, the darling of the left, has to say. Between 2009 and 2018, how many school shootings did the United States have? 288. 288. Now let's look globally. Our G7 partners, Canada, France, Germany, Italy, Japan, and the United Kingdom, combined, how many did those countries, how many school shootings did those countries have? Five. Five. times more. In 10, almost 10 years. 288 versus five. This is not normal. Not only is it not normal, it is internationally embarrassing and delegitimizing to the United States. Because for all the billions and trillions that this body... Delegitimizing and embarrassing to the United States. You know who I think might be embarrassing the United States? As, you know a, gets a, as a New Yorker, I would say she is. But uh, Well, as a that's, whole, a, good point. that's a good point. Uh, Joe Biden, yeah, that would be a, a good example. The guy who left all that military equipment in Afghanistan. When, you know, the most strategic withdrawal that the world has ever seen. 
Yeah. Um, what, what's, what's the other one? What, what's it, what's that guy? He's related to Joe Biden. Oh, Hunter. Oh, Hunter. Right. Hunter. And caused the devastating violence that it has. And as someone who was in that room for today's tearful and gut-wrenching testimony. Tulsi Oops, sorry about that. Former Democratic presidential candidate and former Hawaii congresswoman. How does it make you feel when you see people just get away with things? If your mugshot was out from a DUI mine, come on, it would be out there. Or you smoke crack, waved around a loaded hot gun in front of a prostitute. You think you'd be able to get away with that? Tulsi? The answer is no, but also I would never do any of those right. things. First of all, <laughs> let's just put that out there straight. Thanks for clearing <laughs> that up. <laughs> it pisses me off, you know? It, it is this double standard that you're talking about between those in power and then there's the rest of us. Um, we see it in all the examples that you showed here. We see it with this insider trading that Pelosi does and has been doing for quite some time, but is also very blatantly advocating for. I introduced legislation in Congress to uh, prohibit members of Congress and their spouses from mm. trading in stocks, period, for even any perception of insider trading because your job is... Hmm. Yeah, it's funny because we need to give up our guns and uh, they need background checks. And, you know, that we didn't really need to stop down, stop down on crime. Uh, but the president's son, the guy who sold out America, you know, which we've covered at length, he uh, has photos of himself. Where, where are these in the media? No. no uh, responsible gun ownership they want to talk about, right? Oh, They're like it, responsible if, gun owners. If that, like photo, if that photo of the first, uh, the, the Parmesan prince, uh, completely naked, waving around a handgun in front of a, a hooker while on drugs was taken in D.C., you know, which is very easy for them to do the, the geo-coordinates of the photo. Mm -hmm. uh, that itself is a, a, a crime that if, even if you're caught in, in D.C. with magazines, you face years in jail. Weaponry, I mean, weaponry outside of, I mean, e even knives in D.C. And again, this is all part of their agenda to make it so... Uh, that the peasants cannot come for them, that the peasants, you know, cannot um, have anything at their disposal that could pose a threat to the elitists. Uh, but, you know, nothing, nothing to see here. Move along. Move along. It's just the first son running around completely naked with a hooker <laughs> high on drugs and a uh, handgun, waving it around, taking pictures of his um, nether parts. Yeah, so, the, uh, a classic example of responsible gun, gun ownership if you're a leftist. Because if you're on their side, you get a pass. They, they want to ban, they just banned at uh, gatherings, you know, protests and events like that uh, in Boulder, uh, which is fascinating because, again, they talk about the, the rash of crime. How about the rash of crime when they told the police to stand down, not to prosecute the violent offenders and the absolute sick people who are out destroying cities and hurting people, yeah, billi destroying po property. Billion, billions of dollars in damage, but, um, you know. Yeah, and I want to play one more short clip. It's uh, less than a minute uh, because, again, they want to talk about banning guns, banning guns from schools, banning uh, the ability of citizens to protect themselves, particularly in those, sp in those spaces where we have our most valuable assets, and that is our children. Uh, so Rep. Andrew Clyde had a good response to this. If person has additional responsibility, they should receive additional compensation. A retired military officer from my district, an Army colonel, sent me an email a few days ago, and I want to read a short section of it, and I quote, I'm absolutely convinced that the single most effective method to eliminate school shootings is to take away all the signs that declare all schools are gun-free zones and do away with all laws that require such postings. Replace those signs with signs using these words or similar words. 
We love our children and will do anything to protect them. Accordingly, selected teachers and staff are armed and trained to protect our children. Proceed at your own peril, you will be stopped. The rationale for this dramatic change in policy is really quite simple. Gun-free signs, gun-free zone signs don't protect anyone. They take away the law-abiding citizen's capability to be a force in helping to protect. Pretty simple if you ask me. It really is pretty simple. So we've got one more sponsor that I, I want to uh, show you and then we're going to move on. So I'm excited about to have found a bank, Access Bank, that's open it opened on Independence Day 2000. Um, they're not a crumbling brick and mortar. They're a fully digital bank built on the bedrock of American traditions. Take a look at the reward checking account where you can earn their highest interest rate, and that's a big one. Listeners can get a $150 bonus if you open by July 31st. Big rewards from a bank that believes in the freedom to do business without compromising our values. Um, go to axosbank.com slash daily for details, for full details. That's axosbank.com slash daily. And for that cash bonus... You only need a $1,500 direct deposit within the first three months of opening your reward checking account. Access Bank is federally insured, member FDIC, and they're for us, all of us. AccessBank.com slash daily. Go check them out. All right. So we're going to move on because, again, this is not a, a one-sided issue. This is very multifaceted. You've said very eloquently, Jake, this is not simply about the guns because it's not. It's the least of our concerns. Well, I no, I wouldn't say that. Guns. No, I would not say that they're the least of our concerns because uh, it's not. This is, again, the reason that this is a big deal. Number one, I think, is, again, to distract because uh, we have now how many reports coming out? Reports on election fraud, 2,000 mules. Uh, I mean, there's so much information. There's so many revelations that have been coming out. And, again, just as they did with the Amber Heard trial, uh, Amber Turd, whatever, <laughs> and uh, <coughs> they, they, they have seized the media. We know that they want to take our guns because this is about disarming us. This is about dominating the American people. They want to destroy our way of life, destroy our country, and rob us of the ability to stave off the attack that is already occurring and we know that is going to accelerate. Um, you know, and again, I, I just think this is funny. The, uh, we talk about the hypocrisy. Man who accidentally left 300,000 guns for the Taliban gives a lecture on gun control. I think it's wildly accurate. Um, but again, this is about destroying everything. This is about absolute control and domination. We've already seen what their agenda is. Agenda is. We've seen and played a, a lot of information from the World Economic Forum meetings from Davos, where they say very clearly what they have in store for us, what they wish to do. Well, and we are the ones who can stop that. It's not about uh, destroying everything because they're already destroyed. Well, destroyed everything. for us. For us, yeah. So their, their, their stance on this is that they have to prevent the people from having a means when the time comes around and that moment of recognition comes around for the guy that, you know, is, uh, works at a, as a janitor at a building somewhere in the middle of the night and, you know, goes home to his family and... You know, people that go home from their nine to five and you know go watch Netflix is that uh, they've destroyed everything. They've taken everything, and so in in the last few minutes, <coughs> I'll kind of go unleashed on this. But everything is is reaching a breaking point. You know, we have before Biden stands up in front of the nation a few days ago and lies through his teeth about everything about the entire situation of the American free market. And again, keep it in mind that this is why they need to disarm. And if they can't disarm, criminalize anyone that still has the ability to remain armed at this point. So before, 
We've laid an economic foundation that's historically strong. And now we're moving forward to a new moment where we can build on that foundation, build a future of stable, steady growth so we can bring down inflation without sacrificing all the historic gains we've made. And that's what we're beginning to see in today's jobs report. With today's numbers, the jobs over the last three months have averaged about 400,000 jobs per month. That's historically robust and a sign we're beginning to shift to steady growth after rapidly recovering 600,000 jobs per month over the prior six months. And as we move to a new period of stable, steady growth, we should expect to see more moderation. We aren't likely to see the kind of blockbuster job reports month after month like we had over this past year. But that's a good thing. That's a sign of a healthy economy with steady growth, rising wages for working families, everyday costs easing up, and shrinking the deficit. That stability puts us in a strong position to tackle what is clearly a problem, inflation. I've been very clear. All right, pull it there. That fighting inflation is stabilizing, economy stabilizing, responsible actions. His, hun uh, his son, the smartest man he knows, didn't pay taxes once and is uh, completely in the red if it weren't for his father being president and uh, the IRS having, you know, in multiple investigations into his son and his business dealings. Guy can't even pay his tax bill. Talk about prices subsiding. Gas is through the roof. I've been taking photos, walking to the grocery store in Colorado, looking at gas, uh, taking a picture of the gas uh, sign, the pump, and it's gone from 400, uh, I'm sorry, four, $4.07 to yesterday, as the sun was setting, it was 469, and then in the morning, this morning, was 475. We're talking about 18% uh, increase in, in 18 days. So the trickle-down effect of all of this, while Biden sits there in front of a, the, every single American and lies through his teeth about the situation that they have created, wholeheartedly created, the blame is on their hands. As Americans are about to get bludgeoned over the head and sunk into an economic depression, not a recession, a depression, the likes of which have never been seen before in this country and quite possibly globally. We're talking about Weimar Republic, uh, Zimbabwe dollar, Venezuela type destruction of economic infrastructure. And so Jamie Dimon was on a stage a week ago. I believe it's, it's B4, let me, uh, B, uh, B5. Jamie Dimon, the head of J.P. Morgan Chase, largest bank in this country, uh, a man that had navigated J.P. Morgan through 2008 and avoided them having to take a bailout, is sitting on a stage. Play the first 45 seconds of B5, please. On that front, uh, what degree of difficulty do you attach to the task at hand in front of the Fed right now? You mentioned storm clouds. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to change about. the storm clouds. I said, I said there are three things that we're going through, which are, I hate the word unprecedented, which are kind of unprecedented. And you got to put this in back of your mind. When, you haven't, when you've seen things that have never happened before, then you have to question your ability to predict, okay? One is huge growth in this country driven by fiscal and monetary stimulation. That isn't a normal recovery. Okay, and that, that fiscal stimulation is still in the pocketbooks of consumers. They're spending it. They're spending it at very strong levels. For, and the data is completely distorted. It's distorted by inflation. It's distorted by they went from goods back to services. It's distorted by all these things. But jobs are plentiful. Wages are going up. 
consumers are spending, the, the lower income folks, not quite as much as before, but everybody else, it looks like they have $2 trillion more savings rate drop. I don't think they're going to stop the spending in six or nine months. And, and so, it, it, as, so that, that to me is the bright clouds out there. Uh, but it's different. The Fed has to meet this now with raising rates and QT. And the new part of this isn't the raising rates, it's the QT. The QT has, we've never had QE before like this. Therefore, we've never had QT like this. So you're looking at something they're going to be writing history books on for 50 years. What was QE? What worked? What didn't work? I think a lot of parts of QE backfired. I think the negative rates was probably a huge mistake for a whole bunch of different reasons I'm bored with now. Uh, but they've got to raise rates. And in my view, they have to do QT. They do not have a choice because there's so much liquidity in the system. They have to remove some of the liquidity to stop the speculation, to reduce home prices, stuff like that. And you've never been through QT. So all the major buyers, if you, look, if you go back to 2010 and say, who are all the major buyers of treasuries all that time? It was sent so this is the head of the leading bank in, the America, in America and, and, and as well with global presence saying, I'm not sure if that part was covered, that was the extended clip, but goes on to say that a hurricane is coming. He corrects the interviewer and says, a storm is not coming, a hurricane is coming, and it's right outside our door. Lead, head of the leading, you know, guy, guy makes tens of millions of dollars a year in, in salary uh, to run the company the way it does. There's, a, there's a, a J.P. Morgan on every other block in Manhattan, and this is the rhetoric that's coming in. You well, know, just, just credit card rates doubled last month. And the month before it, it doubled as well. So yeah. people, I mean, at a certain time frame in the very near future, sooner or later you hit your ceiling. Sooner or later the limit runs out, and then what do you do? You've spent all the cash that they threw around for two years, okay? You took that cash and you made reckless decisions because of uh, humans' uh, propensity to overestimate gain. And so then you have an entire population that got handed some cash that right now is no longer worth remotely what it was worth when they were handed it. So whatever asset they thought they were buying, they're actually probably underwater on. And it goes to show, I don't even need to have you pull up. I've got about 20 slides. I'm going to fire through them without you pulling any of them up. Bridgewater. Bridgewater Capital, huge multi-billion dollar hedge fund in Connecticut. Uh, we're approaching a slowdown. Bridgewater braces for stagflationary shock and Fed rate cut capitulation, buys billions in credit index swaps. So a credit index swap is essentially a short on the market. It's an insurance premium. Uh, it, it's, it's essentially fire insurance on the market. So you're, you're paying these premiums to have this insurance policy that when it crashes, you get paid out on it. A big short, Michael Burry, one of kind of my economic mm -hmm. mentors and all of everything I went to school for and my outlook and strategy on everything, this guy's doing the same thing on the credit market. Someone else, probably Michael Burry, is doing it again on the, the commercial mortgage-backed security market uh, because that's a monster waiting to fall over and, and implode in, in, in front of our very eyes in the, in the near future. World Bank forecast comes out, says that they've revised uh, global uh, growth down to next to nothing. They keep chopping it down. I was at 5% 12 months ago. They've, they've nearly cut it in half. It's going to go to zero. Uh, consumer credit card debt in March, $52 billion swiped on plastic. Something like $38 billion swiped this month or in April. 
uh, or, or um, you know, past 30 days. So we're, we're talking about a trillion dollars in outstanding credit card debt just in America alone. Uh, Target came out. Uh, is is doing mass fire sales. Their their inventory has accumulated 43%. Their inventory has gone up 43%, and that's the thing from an economic standpoint that scares me the most is because Target is the go-to for the low-income, middle-income American uh, citizen is that the stuff that is the cheapest, the whole store is designed around the idea of cheap and functional. It's all crap made in China, but the reality is, is Target doubled down and said, we are going to fire sale our inventory to clear up uh, our liquidity because no one's buying anything anymore. And the people that maxed out their credit cards over the past few months, well, they probably maxed them out at Target or other like kind of uh, stores. And so now what we're looking at is even the bottom of the barrel, uh, you know, uh, uh, affordable retailers, they're done for. Walmart crashed. Target crashed a month ago. They crashed further two days ago. They're liquidating inventory because no one, they say, they polish it up in a headline and say, <laughs> demand is slowing. No, people can't afford it anymore. Everything great. They gave you $3,000 in stimulus money and and there was a bonanza that everyone thought, you know, everyone ran into crypto. Everyone was doing all this. Everyone was, you know, this Ponzi scheme of get rich quick. And now the chickens are coming home to roost. So uh, imports are collapsing. The very same things that end up on the shelves of stores like Target. Uh, this is uh, Forex Factory shocking U.S. consumer credit card numbers. Everyone maxing out their credit card ahead of the recession. Now wait till those banks collapse. But then again, I've always said that this was the point: was throw the people a stake on a string. The people will act accordingly. They'll chase the stake. They'll think everything's fantastic. And then we have positioned ourselves. Actually, we haven't. The federal government look mortgage demand at 22-year low. Housing inventory is through the roof. It's what it was at in 2008, and we all know how well 2008 panned out. Uh, the FEC has come out and said that Americans, ironically, you know, as much as they marketed uh, the uh, Bitcoin, you know, uh, gold rush to Americans as the most stable coin, they said something to the tune of a billion dollars siphon from American retail investors. Subprime car loan defaults hit an all-time high in February. Everything is failing. Everything is collapsing. Uh, companies across the board are just m announcing massive uh, layoffs. Uh, tech sector is imploding. And, you know, so, so we're, we're looking at the very real reality of every market crash has happened in October or around the fall. I don't think we get that far. I say it's uh, end of July, August. Well, maybe we'll save $16 or 16 cents on hot dogs this 4th of July, but I highly doubt it. Do you want to know why? Because if you pull up, uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, ethanol, right? Well, you know, the gas station here, the Circle K in Colorado, of which, look at this. Look this at this price. is like just over two this, weeks difference, this right? This is 18 days. This is 18 days, $4.07, $4.09, jumps to $4.15, and then this morning, $4.75. These are unsustainable numbers that are go it's going to inevitably, it's unavoidable at this point, that Americans are going to end up in the gutter. And guys that, you know, driving around, you know, hot shots two years ago, they're going to be on the street. And this is the, the greater part. So I go to the gas station. I'm sitting there. I, I walk in. I see the front sign. They say, we're out of gas. We have diesel in E85. So again, E85, the amount, 40% of our corn crop, 
five years ago went to E85. Biden has pushed to enhance and double down on that. And so you go into a King Supers here, and I'm not even from around here, and the whole store, the whole cereal aisle is empty. So this is a, a the reason why they want to take the freezer your, sections, a fr- fresh fruit, right? And it's all the Wick food. It's all the um, you know uh, the uh, food that is is uh, allocated for people living off of government subsidies because they're you know they're too poor to uh, afford food and and they're all picked out and so then what's next and so we're heading to that venezuela environment that everyone was naive enough to go walk around and say oh the, you know you know, that can't happen here i have family members that lectured me on that and now they're calling me going uh hey so uh what's going on i don't know maybe you should have been paying attention for two and a half years you know and and hadn't distracted yourself when the government gave you a few lo- uh, scratch off lottery tickets you know thinking you were going to make it rich and now everyone's going to pay the price every company every person that works for the company and every other american in the in the mix is going to pay the price on this. Well, let's just be. Let's. I'm, I'm going to be clear too. That, you know, I, I know Jake is heated and rightfully so. This, we're we're in a, a really perilous time, everyone. But the point of saying this is not to say, look, you were wrong. So let's not do that. The the point no, is, no, we're, no, we're no, in deep not, trouble. It's no, not. It's I, not I, I, saying I that the people are wrong. It's just saying, just please look at. Look at what is unfolding. It's not too late to plan accordingly. If you don't see, you know, again, coincidence after coincidence after coincidence no longer dictates a coincidence. So if you can't, you know, wake up and please see it, because I don't want to be dealing with those people when that reality uh, comes home. And I don't think, uh, you know, turning everyone else against each other, turning every American mm-hmm. against each other is the, is the method to this, that when that time comes around, inevitably it will, that they're saying, look over there, it's your neighbor, you know, go after your neighbor. Every neighbor's a Nazi, every neighbor's a white supremacist. Everyone, you know, wishes you harm one, you know, the other onto the other. And, and this is the reality that they're distracting from. And, and in that very same Louis Thirteenth, Marie Antoinette let them eat cake, and then they lost their heads, uh, uh, you know, trajectory to this, that's exactly what they're trying to do. They're saying, oh, the peasants no longer have the cake to eat. The peasants don't actually even have rice to eat. So let's, um, let's uh, creatively disable, disarm the peasants, because when they come pounding on the doors of the manor, we don't want them having anything to their advantage. Well, and it's, they, it's in their own words. They said, they said this in the Davos uh, meetings that we, that we aired, that, that we showed you. They, they say, well, yeah. Uh, we didn't expect this, but food shortages, gas shortages, massive, massive strife is going to come uh, ahead. And so what what they say, we need to take shareholder responsibility, right? Yeah. Yeah, get and, in and your we pod. Can, yes, we can, we can go into a virtual reality get so in your that they pod, can take over our lives. Put your VR goggles on and wait for Amazon drones, because no one's going to have a job at this point. Uh, wait for Amazon drones to uh, drop off... Uh, you know, your cricket paste, your cricket, your Soylent Green and cricket paste in a tube. I mean, look at, uh, pull up, pull up uh, B, B23. This guy sits in front of, okay, I don't know if you can zoom in on the price tag or if you can see it, but this, this imbecile, this senile imbecile sits in front of America saying, we're mitigating costs. What is that? It's three pack of ribeyes. How much is that? That's three and a half pounds for $52. Yeah. Yeah, and so when we were when when we went up to Kiowa, which is kind of Boondocks, you know, uh, ranching uh, territory, three weeks ago, I went up to the guy at the counter and I said, "Hey, look, uh, New York strip steak was like twenty two dollars a pound." I said, uh, "Be honest with me, are you actually selling any of this stuff?" And he goes, uh, "No." 
No, we're not selling any of it, actually. The only thing we're selling is bacon because it's still relatively you know, an affordable good, and crab salad, which is uh, a f- fake crab salad. It's yeah, white it's fish. Garbage. It's garbage. It's garbage. And so I said, so what are you doing with everything else? And he goes, we throw it out. And so part of me goes, oh, that's horrible because you're throwing out food when the country is heading to uh, a complete food uh, crisis. And then I'm also thinking, well, that's probably a partially BS. You probably uh, are laughing and putting it in the back of your car and taking it home because, you know, corporate tells you to throw it out. I said, and so then, and then what? And they're like, well, corporate orders more. And so the whole thing, you know, it's like those uh, magnets. Well, and you know they're reporting all their losses. You know, you well, know. well, look at what happened with Target. Look at what yeah. happened with Target. Yeah. And that's exactly, you know, these giant chains of grocery stores, King Supers, Safeway, ShopRite on the East Coast, you know, Publix, all of them, uh, someone someday very soon is going to sit. And a perfect example is with Target is you take their corporate board and go, yeah, no, we, we can no longer do this. We can't, we can't keep this up. We can't keep this trade up any longer. So step one is we're going to just narrow down our, you know, fresh proteins aisle, right? This is the whole agenda of you, you'll eat cricket paste and be happy uh, narrative. But we'll narrow down the aisles. And then sooner or later, you're going to be, oh, wait, hold on a second. Where did the, where did the fresh meat uh, aisle go? Oh, it's gone. It's gone because, and, and so take Target, Take what's happening to Target as, a, as a, an indicator as what's to come down the pipeline and prepare accordingly. No, this is, you're absolutely right. And you guys, this is, it is very urgent that you all prepare yourselves and prepare your families. Because again, we can fix this. However, this has gone far enough that we are in for a very rough ride. So I do believe that one way or another, this country will, uh, will be given its sovereignty back. We, we, will, we will take it back somehow. But we are in for, for very, very difficult times. We truly have not seen anything like this in our lifetime. And it is all manufactured. This is all by design. They hate you. The powers that be, those, those stars that they want you to follow, the resident in chief and, and all of his administration, they hate you. They want you to go die in a VR pod. They want you to have to go eat cricket paste. They want you to be so broke that you can't afford gas, that you can't afford to have a holiday uh, celebration, that you can't afford to give yourselves a good life, that you can't afford to feed yourself enough to provide an armed resistance because it, this is what this is. This is a war on the American people. They are doing everything they can to rob you of your ability to remain healthy, to provide for yourself, to prepare for yourself. This is truly an attack on our nation. This is a fight for our republic that we have never witnessed in our lifetimes. So please, I, I do, I, I, I beg you, please prepare yourselves. Understand that this is not going away. If you, if you talk about being prepared about what's coming, make sure you are and do so honestly. And share this episode. This is, this is a very, very serious deal that we are... I mean, again, Joe will talk about the doctrine of the lesser magistrate. It, this is up to us. And we do not have, we do not have any time anymore uh, you know, to wait and see what happens. We do not have any time anymore to see, oh, are they going to pass it? We do not have time anymore to wake up and hope and pray that these elected officials, that these quote-unquote leaders, will all of a sudden develop a conscience and will do something to help our country. They hate our country. They hate what our country represents. They hate the resilience of our people. So it's time that we 
you know, we, we step up. This is a, a war call has been made against the American people, against our republic in this gun control hearing. And I mean, the death shortage. We played the video of the flying J CEO. You can't, you cannot excuse this anymore. This is so by design, it should be painfully obvious. But a lot of people either do not understand yet because the Mockingbird media has done a phenomenal job brainwashing people and twisting their minds and their hearts against themselves and against their neighbors. So please share this. It's time to stop watching things, start talking, start sharing information, start telling people they need to see what's going on. Ask them questions. Do you see what's happening? Do you think it's really normal that all of a sudden we're out of baby food, that we can't find meat, that that gas prices have risen 60 cents in a day? That's the trial run. And I'll wrap it up, but that's the, that, that's the trial run. Yeah, it's the preview, you, you preview throw, of the movie. You, you throw out the bait, right? Will the people do anything if their children face starvation? What was the answer? No. 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 What so will they what, do? What will what they else? do if they lock up Americans for a complete sham, and they've been rotting in jail in solitary, like some of the interviews we've done on the show for a year and a half? Will they rise up? What did they do? Nothing. 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 So if if you're if if the ch- if the parents have no problem, and go well, we'll just we'll see how it goes when their children have are facing the very real risk of starvation or malnutrition. Then everything else is fair game. And I, I would correct you on your statement that they hate you or that they hate this country. They don't, actually. They don't hate this country. They love it. They fiend it. They want. They love it as an they asset. Want, they love they it as a prize. They hate what we are. They want everything that comes with this country except for you. They hate you. They don't hate this country. And in order for them to get what they want, they want you. I'm sorry. They don't want you. They need you off of this country. Because that's how much they love it. They want everything that goes along with it, except the people that make it what it is and built it for what it is. That's why they want your guns. Yeah. Well, we went over a little bit today. And thank you, uh, those of you who are still watching. If you're over on Rumble right now, please do hit the Rumble button. This is, again, yeah, I, uh, I get a little bit emotional because this is, it is one of the most privileged times to be alive and in one of the most crucial but it, it is it is something to behold so i ask you please if you're on rumble get it get us 200 rumbles uh we do not have any time anymore to play games we do we do, we do not have time to uh say well we're gonna we're gonna play nice to be a good citizen and i don't mean go out and be a bad person but it's time to understand that the sacrifices and the behavior of those founders who gave us this country, who founded this republic, those sacrifices that they have given right now, for the most part, are much greater than we have given up, to, up until now and that most of us are willing to give right now. Most of us do not understand exactly what it would take to take back a country. We read in history books, we can watch in movies, but I want you to ask yourself, are you really, are you going to be complicit with your silence, with your, with your tacit consent to allow them to take everything from us? This is not about what do I have to lose if I stand up. This is not about what do I have to lose if, you know, if I, if I lose my job, if I, if I speak out, if they call me crazy. We have everything to lose. How have people not stood up now 
a baby formula shortage and forget about whether that's good for babies. You have the lives and the, the very lives of your children at risk now. The, can you feed them? Can, can average middle-class Americans feed their families? Are they going to be able to afford their mortgage? We should have risen up a hundred times just in the last year over January 6th, over the election fraud, after the Mesa County hearing where they attempted pathetically to debunk the Mesa 3 report, after they still have our, our own Americans, our fellow brothers and sisters, in prison for nothing, for a lie. The baby formula shortage, the death shortage, the gas prices, Afghanistan. We should have risen up so many times I can't even count them anymore. It's time that we break that wall, that conditioning that they have, they have built around our minds. Like Joe will say, the elephant in the ground that is tied to a stick that's, or the elephant tied to a, a stick that's not in the ground. That, that is what we are. We have been conditioned to be good citizens. We have been conditioned not to be mean, evil men, not to be masculine, not to be loud and rude, that we need to be respectful and follow the rules and follow decorum. The decorum is... is whatever suits them. Hunter Biden is one example, but how many more do we need here in Colorado, in New York, in Washington, D.C., in, in Michigan? This is, this is Stasi behavior. We are, we are seeing the same kind of trickery, the same kind of double standard, the same kind of uh, attack on citizens with our intelligence agencies, with our law enforcement that we saw in Nazi Germany. We are on the brink of the American Revolution in 2022. So I'll just say this is not a battle about guns. This is not a battle about right or left. This is a battle of good and evil. So you need to choose a side. And if you choose this side, which is the people, which is the Constitution, which is the lives and the livelihoods of every single man, woman, and child in this country, then you need to get in the fight. That's all. You have anything else, Jake? I'm done getting mad. No. Get ready. Buckle up, people. We will take this country back, but we need you now. I'll quote, uh, what is that, Adele? I d uh, no, it's Carrie Underwood. It's Carrie Underwood. I, I don't listen to Adele, but I'm <laughs> happy to hear that you do. Uh, all right. So, uh, again, we go live uh, Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time and 4 p.m. Mountain Time. We're on Lindell TV, too, both of those times. Uh, we go live on conservative-daily.com, Rumble, BeLive, and CloudHub. In addition to that, you can find us everywhere at Conservative Daily. That includes True Social, Getter, Gab, um, Telegram. Uh, if you're over on Rumble right now, please do smash the Rumble button once again. Thank you very much for all of you for staying over with us. Uh, you can find us on Brighting In now. We upload all our episodes there as well. There's a lot of really cool content on that platform. Uh, so if you are a Brighting On listener, uh, go check them out. Uh, if you like the audio edition, we're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, and Audible, and a whole bunch of other places. Uh, if you're on Apple Podcasts, share this episode. Share the episodes with Jake Lang. Share some of the uh, amazing interviews that we've done over the last few weeks. This is imperative information. So be an ambassador of truth. Share this message because we are not yet in the fight. The American people has not yet realized their strength and not realized for some reason 
the place that we are actually in. So share this. Give us a five-star review. Uh, help us reach more people. It's more imperative now that we do that than ever. If you want a reminder when we go live, you can text FREEDOM to 89517. We'll send you a text message when we're about to start. And as always, you can go down into the into the description and subscribe. Say, ah, God, I can't talk anymore. I'm so mad. Uh, subscribe to our newsletter. You'll get the daily fax blasts and, uh, and updates from us. Uh, thank you for those who do fax blast and who make your voice heard in Congress. Uh, thank you for those who have become members. Uh, and I'm happy that you get to get all the amazing discounts for fax blasting and the other things uh, that we have in store for you as a member of Conservative Daily. Uh, so thank you all and God bless you. Um, one more time, the social posts. And uh, again, talking about uh, about money and business, we do have the People's Chamber of Commerce that is launched because right now it is very, very important that we all build our parallel economy and we all support those people who are like-minded and are patriots. They are on our side. They are willing to stand up and they see the evil that is going on. So let's create our own network of businesses and business owners who can support each other and supply their communities. It is up to us now. We haven't said this in a while, but boycott, boycott. Don't buy to Amazon. Go to People's Chamber of Commerce. Find those businesses in your area that you want to go eat at, that you want to go shoot at, where you want to go buy clothing, whatever it is. It is time for us to decide who we do business with and how. And we're going to have to adapt a lot in the next in the next few months. But I know we will do it. So before we close out, we're going to say a prayer. Father God, Lord Jesus, many of our many of our our patriots, we are filled with anger. We are some scared, and we are tired of this onslaught against us. Please lift up our hearts. May us may, may us all come together. May we see the power that we have. May we see the path ahead of us. We know that only you can know what is in store for us, but we know that you have placed us here to play a part. I pray that every single American, every man and woman and child on this planet who hears this message or not, that they are filled with your spirit, that they are impassioned, that they are emboldened to stand up, to speak out, to play their part, because without all of us together, without every single one you have ordained to be here during this time and to fight for your war, to fight for your kingdom, to resist this tyranny, to resist this evil that has permeated, that has taken over our society, that has ripped away our systems of government and installed instead a dictatorship masked only by the illusion of a democratic process. We have seen the absolute deceit. We have seen the theft of our election systems. We have seen a, a continued and emboldened attack on our Second Amendment, on the right to defend ourselves, which is ordained by you. We have seen zero regard for those affected by the policies that allow criminals into our society over the border, that flood our society with drugs, that tell our children that mental illness is normal that legitimize the grandstanding, the rhetoric, the divisive mentality and ideology of the radical left that seeks to distort every bit of our reality and rob away any allegiance to anything other than the state, other than them. 
we ask that we see our true allegiance, which is to you. We ask that we see our true power. We ask that we see the, the magnitude of wonder and of greatness and the blessings in each one of us. I pray that the neighbors who do not yet understand that they see clearly, I pray that those who do rise up, that they, they stand up strongly. They refuse to back down. They refuse to be silent. That they refuse to go along with this charade, with this psychopathic society that has been built around us. May we act only in accordance with your laws, only by the law of good, which is your law. That when these laws continue to oppress us, to rob us of our ability to act in your will, that we will disregard them. We need you so much. And there is much work to do, so give us the strength to do that work. And give us the strength to do it today, right now. May we awake every morning refreshed, even if we have not slept, knowing that you, that your spirit is filling us. That our hearts, though, we may be afraid, we may be, we may be disheartened, we may see nothing but corruption around us, that we know that this world is good because it is yours. We know that we are good because you have placed us here, because we are of you. Help us take back this country. We, we serve you. We look to you for answers. We look to you for wisdom. We look to you for strength. Our nation will be, re will be restored on your timeline. Give us the tools to do this. We pray these things in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. All right, everybody. Well, that's it. Again, thank you for staying over. Yes, no man is an island. But together, we can sink one. So that's it, everybody. We will see you tomorrow. Uh, we've got a lot going on. And uh, as always, the world will, <laughs> will move along at a pace that most of us cannot keep up with. But we're going to do our best to keep up with it. We're going to do our best to make sure that you have the information in order to move forward. And as always, please pray have faith in yourself have faith in your neighbors have faith in our country we'll see you tomorrow god bless you all god bless america let's do the hard work together <laughs>